Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Anger subreddit. But before we get into that, if you guys are new here, this is basically what I do every single, well, six days a week, uh, Monday through Saturday. I take Sundays off. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, basically what I do is I go to any subreddit that has to do with mental health, give some general uh, generalized advice, but um, at the same time, I'm not a professional by any means, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or try and implement it into your life uh, however you see fit. And uh, yeah, but yeah, so we're going over to the anger subreddit. And uh, yeah, anger has always been an interesting thing um, in my life because obviously I've grown up around uh, anger, especially with my father. Um, but there's also the anger that my father caused my brother and sister. Uh, for people that don't know, my, my brother and sister are from different dads. Uh, and my I'm the youngest, so my dad was uh, the most, the, I guess the most recent dad. Um, so he was the dad to all of them as well, um, to a certain degree and, or the dad living with all of us in the house, um, before the, my mom and him got a divorce around like when I was five or so. Um, so anyway, I, uh, it, you know, I always grew up around anger from him, but I also grew up around the anger that, you know, that, all that trauma kind of caused my siblings as well. My brother didn't show it as much because he was the oldest one, but um, you know, my sister definitely did. I didn't show it as much until like, I was the bottle up person, whereas my sister was much more um, like it was more constant. And my brother, because of me and my sister, I think tried to fill in that father role for us. So he didn't show it as much, but you could tell like in a generalized settings, like or sorry, around like more of his friend settings, uh, more of that would come out. And then obviously my mom as well. Um, being a single mother was very hard on her. So I dealt with all types of different anger throughout my life. And man, I have to say my brain is completely different now um, than it was back then. But uh, at the same time, uh, dealing with anger is, is uh, dealing with your anger, I think is probably the first step for pretty much anybody because anger is kind of the thing that keeps you, uh, keeps you stagnant in place um, on your mental health journey. So uh, anger doesn't really do too much in uh, unless you want to use it as a spark to fuel the flame that you're you're doing right in there, uh, you know, or, or whatever journey you're on. But the problem is, if you use anger as a source, um, I tried to do this for a while and it worked for like a month, um, but I was so angry all the time. I it was hard to sleep because uh, I was so angry. It was anger is a very like volatile source to use as as a source of energy. So yeah, it was it was tough for me to 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 deal with all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Let's see what uh, what people have to say on the anger subreddit. Uh, it says right here, uh, dreams are starting to think my degenerate brain expects me to do all this extra work. Okay, I'm gonna try. I've been trying not to curse on this, so I'm gonna try and skip over any expletives. But this is the anger subreddit, so I may or may not uh, accidentally swear on here so uh lately my dreams uh, uh lately in my dreams there's someone someone talking to me and i can hear them out loud so everything they want to start everything so everything they want to start a conversation with me or ask me questions now i have to answer them because i can literally hear them out loud basically i want all humans in my dreams to f off and to only be surrounded by animals nature and me dreams are where you don't have to be a human in society and you get to focus on earth animal spirituality my pint-sized brain took me to a club where people are on a boat and there's all these fancy ladies with wine glasses and I wake myself up from my own voice because I just had to respond to these people. How can I control my brain and program it to, ta to take all these people uh, to shut the F up? 
thank you. So there is a uh, little bit of a some wording in there. <laughs> it's a little tough to understand. But so we don't completely control our dreams. Now, even if you do learn how to lucid dream, um, there is still I've done it once, and even then there was there was some there was some aspects of it that I couldn't completely control. There were some aspects of it that were just happening, but I was very aware of them. Uh, but yeah, in terms of you uh, controlling, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, I'm not exactly sure what what you're asking here. Um, so it's more, it seems like it's more of a vent, uh, which makes sense on the anger, anger subreddit. Um, but first off, let's let's address the the, the first thing, right? Um, that you want all humans in your dreams to f off and to only be surrounded by animals, nature, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, listen, nature is can be a very soothing um, thing. So if you want to take a hike up to the mountains. Uh, depending on if you have hiking trails or not. I, I feel like a lot of places do. You can usually find a hiking trail within maybe 30 to 50 miles of wherever you live. I, I, that's kind of a general thing. I haven't really been all over the country, so maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Um, but usually, I, wherever I go, I tend to be able to find hiking trails. Not that I go to them. I'm just saying I've heard of them being around. Uh, but, they, can, you know, nature can certainly help you with your anger because a lot of times we don't have enough time to process our anger or at least we don't think we have enough time to process our anger because there's so many distractions going on and the more you distract from your anger from your depression from your anxiety the more it will come to uh explode right uh so you have to be careful with using distractions to uh to uh satiate what you're not dealing with so um but uh, once you get out into nature, there's not as many of those distractions. Uh, now, there, you can maybe argue that uh, nature can be a distraction in and of itself. Uh, but I think it's a, a, one, of the, one of the more healthy distractions because um, it makes you feel more present. And that presence can help you realize that the trauma of your past and the, uh, the things that are, uh, that are bothering you uh, can't hurt you in this moment right here. So uh, that that can be a definitely a, a good thing. Uh, so maybe instead of hoping that your dreams will bring you this nature vibe, uh, you may want just want to go do it yourself, uh, depending on where you live, of course, right? Um, the beach is also a good place to do that kind of stuff. That's that's a little bit more rare than a, than a hiking trail would be. Um, but yeah, listen, our dreams, uh, I, I find that a lot of times my dreams Tell me what I need to be working on, um, if, if, especially if they're nightmares. Um, when I was little, I remember I had this fear of dolls, and I had a dream of a – this is literally what happened. <laughs> it's kind of a, scary, but one of my, one of my sister's Barbies uh, ended up grabbing me from under the, the kitchen table. I had a really big problem with our kitchen table for a while after this, but it drag, and it was just dragging me to what I thought was the pits of hell. Um, I didn't continue the dream, uh, luckily, but I just remember my, my, uh, sister and my mom walk, like walking away cause they couldn't hear me for some reason. And I was screaming for them to help me. And this Barbie just kept on dragging me down. And I took that also as well later on in life, right? I wasn't thinking about this cause I, I was in preschool or something at the time. So I was maybe like five or six years old. But I, I felt like uh, I was being abandoned, right? Um, my, around this time, my father had just, or my mother, or my father, my mother just divorced my father, so I felt like I was being abandoned. Um, and I figured this out a lot later in life, as you, you know, as you learn to like process things and maybe interpret things. Now, that, 
does that mean that that was exactly what I was dealing with at that time? No, but um, I think learning the metaphorical value of things in life, whether it be nature, whether it be your dreams, uh, can have a big impact on the rest of your life. So, um, you know, whenever you're, you're, you know, when I when I was um, dealing with that, and I started recalling some of the dreams that I've, the you know the major dreams that I remember. Uh, in my past, which once again, I, I practice, you know, I, I preach this, but I don't practice it. Getting a dream journal of some sort um, would be great for a lot of people and would be great for me, but I just never do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, in terms of that, I, you know, when I went back to that dream in particular, I remember just feeling so abandoned that my sister and my mom would, would let this happen to me. And I realized I was just feeling general, uh, generalized uh, feelings of abandonment. You know, I just felt like nobody would would help me, um, even if this Barbie, which seemed like one of the one of the, uh, you know, like such a silly thing that they wouldn't help me. Like I felt that that's why I started realizing from that dream, like even the most trivial things uh, I felt like people wouldn't help me with um, and they would everybody else would see it as not uh, sorry everybody else would see it as trivial but i even the things that i saw as not trivial people wouldn't take seriously and um yeah man once i got back to that dream it was it definitely helped me a lot but a lot of times dreams can and nightmares especially can tell you what you need to work on so yeah um in terms of controlling your dreams i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can tell you how to lucid dream but um yeah anyway let's go to the next post here uh it says the title is what should i do uh, let's see what it says. Uh, my brother is 17 and I'm 14. We both share a computer that we play on. Normally he plays at night while I play in the afternoon. He always makes me a deal. Sorry, he always makes a deal that since I have other activities in the afternoon, I can play later in the early late later in the early night. Then he will play at around 10 p.m. until about four four to five a.m. While I'm using it uh, one to two hours before 10 p.m. He rushes it. He rushes in into the room and kicks me out so he can use it. I can't do anything about it since he will get violent. He's been doing this a lot of times when it when I did it once before we got had a big fight and there was a lot of violence. What do I do when I'm angry at him and pissed off after giving in? Um, so setting setting the boundaries a little bit more. You you're the older brother in this situation, so it's it, it should technically be a little bit easier. Um, obviously the the baby of the group. I was you know I was the baby of the group, so I always got a little bit more understanding because at that moment the the mother or the father uh, will look at you in a, in a different light. It's just kind of how it is. I don't know why it is, but it just kind of is mostly how it is. It's hard for them to give everybody the, the same treatment. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to baby one of you. Um, but yeah, in terms of, uh, in terms of you making the, those boundaries very clear, uh, bring it up to them after um, this kind of stuff happens, right? Um, bring it up to them after um, something like this happens and tell them, Hey, listen, if you want to use the computer, uh, you need to let me know way ahead of time, right? Uh, if you want to use it, you know, around my time, you need to let me know because I have that time. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And unless you give me a, a heads up or something like that, and you just try and kick me off the computer, then I'm not going to, uh, then, you know, that, that, uh, that affects me, man. Uh, what would, what would happen if I came in at like, what you know what what are they what is he playing 10 o'clock jeez louise uh what if i came in at 10 p.m and just kicked you off right you wouldn't feel too great about that so make sure that you're not confronting him in the the heat of the moment right if this happens again don't don't come uh don't come after him in the heat of the moment um and in, in fact i would just bring it up to him as soon as possible um you know after this right because you know obviously 
Um, I don't know if you're 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 typing this in like right after this happened, but give it like a day. Um, you know, the next day in particular, uh, and then just let them know, hey, listen, dude. Um, I I don't appreciate you coming into. You know, just laying down the, the ground rules, right? I don't appreciate you kicking me off during my time. We agreed on this time, and you agreed on this time. So, listen, man, I, I have a certain time. If you would like to negotiate that time, you need to negotiate it way before I ever get on, okay? So, if you if you made plans with your friends and they said, hey, can you be on this time? Because, you know, maybe they go to sleep at 10 p.m. We can negotiate that. But unless you're you're giving me this uh, 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 schedule ahead of time, then you know, I, I deserve to be on that, on the, um, that's my time. Okay. Um, now that's, will that completely work? Maybe, maybe not. That's for you guys to, uh, to negotiate. Um, and also maybe bringing your parents in. A lot of people don't like to, the idea of bringing parents in and I can understand that or bringing up like higher, um, like management into certain situations. I can understand that, but if it starts to become to a point where you're not getting, uh, where this continues to be a habit and also since it's eating you up inside, um, it's definitely something to bring up. Okay. Uh, so however you want to deal with this, um, you know, best of luck to you, to both of you guys. Uh, I would just say, geez, Louise playing video games from 10 PM to 4 AM, man, those are my, those are the days, right? <laughs> I wake up at like 4:30 nowadays. So it's like, I can't even imagine like playing video games from that time to that time. I'm usually like sleeping between those times. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so set, set your boundaries and make sure that you, you have these negotiations not in the heat of the moment. It has to be at a point where both of you aren't playing video games. Because video games are, uh, is a weird comparison, but it's a lot like uh, when you're like when you're horny or something like that. Like you get into the, the mode or something like that of something, and you're too, you're too um, emotional or you're too hormonal to kind of like listen to anything. So wait till after the moment, okay? Wait till after that moment has passed or just any extreme emotion. I don't know why I chose horniness, but it just reminded me of like, you know, when you're um, when you're when uh, when, you know, I I guess it's a more personal thing. But when I was really turned on, um, you know, and my girlfriend had something to say to me or something like that, I would just say, like, agree to all this stuff so that we could get to, you know, the sexy time. Uh, but it wasn't a great time to bring up those types of things. So same thing with video games and, you know, scheduling and all that stuff. Um, in the heat of the moment, it's not always the best time to bring up the, that kind of stuff. It's usually better to bring it up maybe the next day or at, at a time where both of you guys aren't in the middle of some, uh, you know, wanting to play video games, right? So anyway, let's go to the next uh, post here. It says, time to let go. The coping mechanism that got you through childhood will hold you back in adulthood. The same anger uh, that helped me get through my childhood is the same anger that destroyed and prevented me from forming new relationships. Excuse me. I let go of my anger and now I'm able to form new and more meaningful relationships. I wish the same for all of you. So I would argue that um, I'm trying to figure out, like, I, actually, let me try and think about this, right? The same anger that helped me get through my childhood is the same anger that destroyed and prevented me from help, uh, from forming new relationships. So maybe that anger is something that helped him or her, uh, like, assert themselves when they were younger. Maybe they had to grow up very quick. You know, you find this often with people who have who are forced to grow up very quick uh either from lack of par uh, parental units or from living a very tough lifestyle i'll give you an example iron mike tyson uh lived in a very rough neighborhood he was you know i don't know if you ever heard the story of him but he, he was like beating up uh kids but also their dads because their dads would come in so he had to grow up very very quick and that anger is probably something that fueled him so that he didn't get taken advantage of right 
So he was always kind of on his guard. Um, but as he got older, you can tell that that same anger. Now, obviously, it helped him win the heavyweight championship. But, you know, what happens when somebody comes at you? So in this example, it would be Evander Holyfield, who, if you guys remember, that's the person who Mike Tyson bit off his ear. Um, but Evander Holyfield, um, I remember him talking to Mike Tyson, or uh, sorry, talking to Joe Rogan about this. And one of the things that that Evander Holyfield said was, uh, his mother, Evander Holyfield's mother, came to him and she said, that that boy's a bully. You know what? Bullies don't like to be bullied. And so Evander, without anger or anything like that, just bullied the bully. And he ended up winning uh, both of their fights, actually. Um, but anyway, going uh, going back to, to this. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we're when we're talking about anger in childhood, it could very well uh, be a, a mechanism uh, like a survival mechanism. For, for some people. So uh, I was going to argue against it, but I, I understand what they mean in, in this, in that extreme sense. Um, and sometimes, listen, it, it kind of helps you when you're dealing with bullet, like kids are little animals, man. Like kids are, an- I'm just going to say kids are freaking animals. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen how they work. I, I used to be one myself. Uh, and yeah, we're basically like right above, like when you're a kid, you're basically right above a monkey. Like that, you know, especially little boys, like you're basically right above a, like a chimp or something like that. You're like, you, you, you're, you're, you know, your faculties are kind of there, but you're still in that like herd mentality of, of, uh, of, you know, using violence and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, and plus there are some adults that definitely go by that too. But yeah, going back to this, um, yeah, there, uh, I, I definitely get get the idea it's i mean and i would just i would just chalk it up to growing up right you grow up and you start to realize what um that that uh print or sorry um adult relationships are a little bit more complicated in sustaining in um and in some ways they're simpler but in a lot of ways they're, they're a little bit more difficult um whereas you go to a you know and typically with kids they go to school they have the same class as somebody so they see them all the time so that's how they kind of become friends but um but yeah, I, I definitely agree with with a lot of what this this person's saying, right? That same anger, that same drive uh, that was driving you when you're a kid, it won't always translate well to adult life. So I wish, uh, yeah, man, that's that's a great advice. I hope uh, some more people will uh, will follow it. Uh, next post here: How do I stop yelling? Is the title of this? Hi, twenty year old, uh, f- sorry, twenty year old female, victim of some childhood abuse, which included a lot of yelling, name calling. Etc. I never call anyone names besides when I'm joking, but I have a really hard time not yelling, especially at my boyfriend, and it makes me feel so bad. We have a tough time communicating a lot, and a lot of it is my extreme anger. It was the only way to be taken seriously growing up. We are going through a rough patch, and I can't help but look back at the way I act and feel like a uh, a, uh, a female dog. How about that? <laughs> uh, tips? So this is exactly what – actually, this works really well with what we were just talking about last time, right? Where when you're going through some type of abuse as a child and you have to grow up very quickly, um, that doesn't exactly always translate well to adult life, right? Because you you don't get those formative years to really figure out how to deal with your anger because you're always in this fight or flight response that you have to be in or else you'll be taken advantage of or else you'll be abused or else you know certain things will happen. Um, and once we start forming relationships as we're older, uh, it doesn't always translate uh, super well. So... Um, in terms of uh, in terms of you dealing with this is just something that you're gonna have to deal with in terms of therapy, um, accepting what has happened to you, right? 
Um, I find that a lot of times when when people are victims of things, um, I've started to notice this a little bit more in my mom. You know, when when uh, when we talk about, um, you know, when I was talking about the anger a little bit, one of the things that I noticed was she kind of she refused to be. She, so she admitted that she was a victim, but also it was like she always refused to be a victim ever again. I'm not saying that she was never, um, she's not, uh, I'm not saying that she she was not uh, like vulnerable at certain points or anything like that, but it always took like a breaking moment, uh, you know, and whereas I wonder what would have happened if she wasn't a victim of my, of my father's abuse and, you know, quite frankly, like the, um, you know, another one of our father's abuse. Uh, so, or, you know, cause we all came from different fathers. So, um, you know, what would that, what would that kind of be like? And so, um, but yeah, she's always very, you know, she's always been very like, um, hardheaded in the sense that, uh, that would, that hardheadedness would probably work if she was dealing with my father or, you know, somebody else that was very abusive, but, um, in regular life, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always, she doesn't always come off as the the mother that I know, right? That's very loving. So, uh, so yeah, when you're talking about this stuff, it is definitely something that you're going to have to just deal with in therapy or whatever method you want to use. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something for you to address in the sense that you have to address that abuse that you, you've been uh, dealing with. Um, but in, t- in terms of uh, your boyfriend, uh, a quick thing you could do is to not feel like you have to address it address the problem right away i find that a lot of times when people address problems they need to address them right away for some reason and some problems for sure um but a lot of times i i I think that you can put it off for a day or at least until you have a good walk right deal with all the bs in your head deal you know deal with all that uh the, the the yelling the the thoughts that you're you're dealing with um go on a walk uh I don't, I don't care what you have to do. Scream into a pillow, whatever, whatever it takes. Right. Um, or what I used to like to do was, um, um, I've heard, I've heard that there's more of a soothing sensation. If you do this, uh, let me tell you about the, 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 the method that I, I heard, and I'll tell you about the method that I use. So people would like to usually like write a letter to somebody, uh, and then they would, uh, physically burn it. So they take like a lighter or a match and they burn the paper. Um, I used to just, type all my feelings out on a uh, like a word document and then I just not save it I just wouldn't save it right um, that way I could get out all the stuff that I wanted to say I could look at it and be like wow that's that's pretty rough <laughs> and then realize I wouldn't want to say that um, but just getting that um, exertion out just exerting yourself through writing yeah you'd be surprised at how much anger that gets out um, or like writing a text to somebody and then just you know not sending it. Um, by the way, I would highly suggest if you're going to do the text method, uh, not to put, you know, who you're texting it to just type out the text. And then, uh, cause sometimes, you know, we accidentally send things. Whereas if you don't have a sent, if you don't have a person to send it to on the, on the, um, on that line, right. Where they have the contact line. Um, that's, it makes it a little bit easier to not accidentally do that. Um, so yeah, getting that, uh, getting that, uh, anger out immediately, you'd probably be, uh, you'd probably be a lot better. So, um, better off but yeah that's just something that you could do a little bit more immediately is to write down what you're saying uh either burn it throw it away um or delete it you know off of your computer and that like i said that'll help you out a little bit here okay so anyway uh how much more time do i have uh let's try oh okay 
Uh, next post here. This one uh, it hits a little closer home for me. Online games make me homicidal. <laughs> Online games made my ability to not hate disappear. Uh, my default opinion on people, especially on online games, is so immediately is to immediately assume they are the worst filth on the face of the earth, and that death and that and their death would flourish this land. Um, so for me, I've started to play a lot of single player games, um, and even when I do play online games, I don't uh, I, I don't go into chat and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you are having, uh, if you are eventually going to be like, a, I mean, this is a legitimate career now, right? If you're eventually going to be like a video game, um, a professional gamer or something like that, obviously you're going to have to take the plunge into this because that's how you're going to be able to work with teammates unless you're doing a single player game. Um, but for the majority of society, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to go into these, uh, the, this world and stuff. I have been called everything under the sun uh, when I play Overwatch, right? I, I I've been called everything, man, and for the smallest things too. What you have to realize is that there are that is a tiny percent of the population. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to say tiny percent, but in that particular game, right, it's probably a tiny percent of the population that you're dealing with. Um, even if you're dealing, let's say you're dealing with millions and millions. Let's say if you're dealing with ten million people, right? That is like what three percent. I actually have no idea because <laughs> there's 333 million people in uh, America. So you're dealing with a tiny percent of people um, in America even, but usually it's like worldwide. And how many people do we have worldwide? We have 6 billion, 7 billion, something like that people worldwide. So you're dealing with a small amount of the population in general. Uh, and so when you're talking about, um, you know, labeling the, all these people like that, because I know you're trying to keep it to only to online games, but you would be surprised at how much this will translate into your everyday interactions, you know? Um, so listen, as much as I like to make fun of the gaming community and all this stuff, um, I, I know that there are good people on there. And I know that a lot of times they get off of work and they come on to play video games, but they, they've never de dealt with any of their trauma uh, of whatever they're dealing with, right? Maybe they had a hard day at work and they get on, get on, uh, get online and they, um, you know, all of a sudden they have, you know, you're, you're not healing enough or something like that. And they're just like, you know, they, they haven't dealt with any of that, uh, that anger and stuff. So, uh, you know, at least for me, I would say limit the amount of time you spend on online multiplayer games, unless it's like a co-op game, like wow, world of Warcraft or something like that. Uh, some more of these like online shooters can get rough. You know, you get the teabagging. If you guys don't know what teabagging is, it's just like when somebody goes uh, goes on your like they kill you like, and then they go on top the top of your body and they they crouch up and down, right? So it looks like they're humping your body. Uh, I feel like Halo made that popular, but I can't remember off the top of my head if that was the first time I ever saw it. But anyway, uh, the, you know, limiting the amount of time you spend on online games, unless you're playing with friends. If you're playing with friends, that's cool. Uh, I have one friend in particular that is very toxic. So I try not to play with him all that much. Um, but, you know, when we do play, we play with a bunch of people and, you know, we do our best. But um, I like I said, I try and limit the amount of time I play with this particular uh, player that I play with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's over in California, so it's tough for me to, like, see him all the time. So we, we, we bond through gaming. But, yeah, at the same time, I do try and uh, limit the amount of time I play with him in particular. So. Um, whatever that may look like for you, uh, definitely try it out and try, try to remember, you know, wh whatever you guys are dealing with, like if you're in retail and you deal with customers who make you lose faith in humanity, uh, try not to remember that's, they, that may be per some guy that you met or some girl that you met, um, 
that was just having a bad day. You you really never know. And to just make an assumption of the rest of the human race, just because you had a bad interaction with a couple of people, um, it, you don't want to go down that road. Believe me, I did. And it, it, you start to get into the, the um, not exactly like a serial killer mindset, but, you know, you definitely if somebody like cracked open your brain and started hearing some of the thoughts that you had, uh, it gets a little uh crazy how far your your mind goes right i started thinking about violence against these people and all that and just anybody that just you know made me angry at anything and that's not a good way to to condition your mind like every single time somebody uh angers you to just think about you laying them out flat or something like that um it's definitely something you want to try and condition your mind to not go to but uh, we'll talk about that maybe in another video, but anyway, or another podcast. But anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Also, I will have a link to the anger subreddit in the description box down below if you'd like to become a part of the community or help people out on there, uh, just like I'm trying to do uh, with this podcast. But anyway, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.